What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Recover Out Loud, episode number 75. We're three quarters of the way to a hondo. I'm actually really excited about that. But today we got a really awesome guest. We got Zoe Shaman from Oregon. How are you doing, Zoe? Hi, good. How are you? I, I'm great. I'm great. I'm, uh, you know, I, like I said before, I hit the record button. Uh, one of one of the new games that I've been waiting for to come out came out today, and it's very reminiscent of when I was growing up and I was playing video games. So I was like yes. super excited about that. Really amped. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So would you would you like to give a formal introduction of yourself? Um, I'm I'm Zoe. I am a recovering uh, anorexic. So it's been a very long process, and it will probably be an ongoing process for I I hope not the rest of my life, but it's yeah. still an ongoing an ongoing yeah. thing. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so before we get into it and dive deep into some of those mm. things, uh, how's the weather out there in Oregon? It's cloudy, but it will probably burn off. Our sun gets warm this time of year. So That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Outside it's, uh, it's weird. Uh, we're getting a lot of that smoke. I live in Maryland, oh, so we're getting a lot yeah. of the smoke from Canada. Mm-hmm. Because Canada's on fire. <laughs> I know, poor things. Right, and, love uh, Canada. Right, right. I have a bunch of Canadian friends. This is sad. I know. Yeah, poor but things. I it's it's part of Mother Nature, right? And it is, and, and and how she operates. So it's true. Yeah, yeah. So, what are some of the fun things out there in Oregon? I've never been to Oregon. Oh well. I mean, I think a lot of people come here for the breweries because we have a lot of breweries mm -hmm. and we have a lot of coffee roasters, too. So it's either the beer or the coffee. But our uh, hiking and uh, walking trails, I mean, we have a lot of really great nature out here. So people definitely come for that as well. It's pretty nice. And um, the view. I mean, it's, everyone wants to take pictures in Oregon. So that's pretty much nature, beer and coffee. <laughs> yeah, I have I have a, a one of my best friends from the army when I was growing up in the army and he lives in Oregon. Oh. And he's getting married and he wants me to come out there. And Oh, and, you should. You'll love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to see what you know, what my schedule will allow me to do. I can't make any mm. promises. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> Can't make any promises, and and that's the thing. Uh, I always tell people can't make any promises, so I cannot ever let anybody down. I know it's so true. It's best to just say maybe. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, so Zoe, let's yeah. dive into it because uh, when when you reached out to me, uh, you approached me with something very interesting—a statement that I never thought of before. Mm. And you you said, you know, I'm a recovering anorexic. Mm but a lot of it is mental. Yeah. And I sat with it and I looked at it. I said, she's absolutely right. As a part of a mental diagnosis in the DSM five, which is the diagnosable manual for mental health disorders, mm -hmm. substance use disorders. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I've never had somebody who, you know, suffers from anorexia on the show or this eating disorder. I've, I've had people that said that they've had body dysmorphia before mm. or uh, 
but never anybody that suffered from anorexia. So um, tell me, when did that start? So um, I definitely, as uh, even from a pretty young age, felt that I wanted to look different than I was. Um, I'm also adopted, so I didn't look like a lot of the kids around here. And um, most of the kids were just, they were really thin and, and fit. And I just didn't look that. I was not that at all. I was very much the opposite. And um, so it really started in middle school. And I just was still kind of the nerdy, chunky weird kid out, I guess. Mm -hmm. And the issue that I have that I want people to be aware of is that I learned how to become anorexic from the videos that they showed in school teaching us how we shouldn't be. And in my head, I saw this girl in the video and she you know, got really thin because she was anorexic and they were saying, don't do this because it's really harmful. Well, my, in my head, I saw, oh my gosh, look how thin she got so quickly. That's how I need to go about getting thin. So I was in eighth grade at the time when they showed the video. So unfortunately, how I learned how to be anorexic was from the video that was teaching us how not to be. Yeah. And that's, that's, I didn't, as someone who is recovering from it, I see how dangerous that is. And I see how, you know, I have a teenage daughter now that she's constantly comparing herself to people in the media and just other kids around her who are thin and she wants to be thin. And I have to be on her going, if you want to be thin, you know, you need to just, you eat right you know, you exercise, you yeah. don't go to this point because that's what led me to that point. But unfortunately what led me and taught me was the video that was teaching me not to. Yeah. That, that kind of reminds me of a lot of the, you know, when, when we're in elementary school or in middle school and we go through the mm -hmm. dare program. Right. Yeah. And, and they're like, Hey, don't do drugs. They're bad. And then <laughs> it's like, well, I'm going to do them because you told well, me not yeah, to. You told me not to. And now I know they're there. <laughs> yeah, they're they're readily available. And and yeah. so that kind of that that reminds me of that, you know, and so many other things in society, even, you know, in the education system where they say, don't do this, don't do that. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you're telling me not to do it. And so now I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Right. Exactly. Because you're in yeah. that mentality. You're wanting to push against the system. Uh, and you know, it's like, you say no, I say yes. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> so I, I get it. I get it. And unfortunately it, I can say that it also applies to an eating disorder. Yeah. Um, the only reason I didn't go the bulimic route was because, um, I hate throwing up. So I went, okay, I won't do that. I'll do this instead, which neither are good. They're both bad. Um, and unfortunately my health really deteriorated and I really paid the price at much too young an age to, um, to deal with that. And, um, so was there, was there a lot of bullying involved, um, when yeah. you were younger? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was a big one 
too. I mean, you know, you can see how all the thin popular girls, they weren't getting bullied. Now, as an adult, I can see how much pressure was actually on them that they needed to stay this way. But at the time, it just looked like they were just home free and I wasn't. So I just had to deal with the outcome of it just looked really hard for me and not hard for them. <laughs> yeah. How much of that played into into a into a part of your decision making to say this is the route that I'm going to go? Yeah, yeah. Um I it was almost fully that was the biggest decision uh was um constantly having it was always boys. Mm. You know, uh, I I think there might have been a couple girls that kind of mentioned it, but it was really boys. And, you know, you're getting to that age where you're you're thinking about dating, you're thinking about, um, you know, sorry, my dog. It's um, okay. Dogs are welcome. Um, yes. Uh, you know, boys are cute. And when the really cute ones aren't looking your way, you notice. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And the one thing that I, I, I highly, highly dislike about society is that, you know, there's, there's those circles that say, you know, um, don't let people, you know, influence the way that you, you think or you act, you know, don't, right. don't let them influence your decision-making. It's hard not to. It's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Absolutely. And I, I see that it's, it's the bullying and all of that. It's all changed how it comes at you these days, but it's very much the same in the long run. And um, my daughter's homeschooled, but mm-hmm. she's still, with her group of friends through the school that she does go through online, mm-hmm. there's still lots of drama. There's still bullying. There's still all of that is still very much alive. I mean, cyberbullying is a problem. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's an issue for sure. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was on a, on a show with my buddy, Chris, and we were talking about, about bullying, cyberbullying, and mm-hmm. how it's it's evolved over over the years, right? You know, because mm-hmm. when we were kids, it was words you might get beat up a little bit. You know, as as boys, we get right. beat up. Um, but then, like, you move on now, and and it's relentless. Oh my god! You it, can't you can't hide. You can't. There's nowhere to hide now. No. No, you used to be able to run home and you could hide, and you can't hide now, and it's so hard to watch. Um, and, and, you know, and with the media, you know, you post pictures of yourself and there are the people that are going to just nitpick every little thing about your face or your weight or whatever. Um, and it's just heartbreaking to watch. It's so hard to watch. So yeah, yeah, I get it. (laughs) Yeah, I, I definitely get it. And, you know, um, I, I see some of the interactions, you know, between kids and, and parents and some of the things I see, like, even with the kids and the parents, like the kids calling the parents fat, like, that's terrible. Oh. Like, and that, that's a learned habit from somewhere. Yeah, I know. And it's probably, you know, media, school, you know, what have you, you know, it's, that's, it's the media, especially, I mean, I know they're starting to use more curvy models and, 
uh, actors and actresses, but you see that they still over time, it gets to them and they lose weight. Yeah. And they say, well, it's for my health. Well, good. It probably is for your health, but also that's showing people that, oh, well, maybe I should lose weight too, you know, and they Mm -hmm. might not go about it as the healthy way. Oh yeah. Yeah. It happened to Adele. It happened to Melissa McCarthy, countless others. Yeah. Rebel Wilson is another one. Yeah. And I mean, she looks great, but you know, she looked great before. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. I have no problem. No, no, I, I don't give it. I don't, I don't care. Like, you know, my, my girlfriend, she's, she's bigger. I don't care how much she weighs. No. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what her body type is. She's a good human being and she's good. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, my husband, he doesn't care. You know, when I, when I got pregnant, I gained a ton of weight and, um, I had to talk myself down from going anorexic again after Mm -hmm. having my daughter. And it was a matter of exercise and good you know just eating well i don't diet because that's one of my triggers if i start it's a really down it's a big downward spiral for me so i can't diet i just have to eat well um so so i do i exercise but i have to also make sure i don't over exercise because that's another trigger so i have to i don't run every day i don't you know it's it's one of those I have to be very careful with everything that I do with wanting to remain fit. And, you know, it's I could care less how thin necessary. I mean, I do care because that mental state is still in there. But I just want to be healthy. That's what I try to keep in my head is just remaining healthy. Absolutely. So uh, going going into it what when after that and after you you saw the the video in school and you were like okay this is they're telling me this is bad but this is what i'm gonna do yeah. how did how did that end up uh playing into your daily life so um my mom was more hippie-ish so i didn't eat the school lunches mm-hmm. uh she would pack a lunch every day for me and so what it became was I would go to school and I would just immediately first thing going into school, I would dump all my food into the garbage can, you know, and then I just wouldn't eat. Um, And occasionally I would get hungry, obviously. And I would just, I would find a carrot, you know, or something to just get me through the day. And when I would, get really tired clearly and cranky and you know and hungry i would just have to tell myself you know it's gonna be worth it you know it's not but for me it's like it'll be worth it because you'll be thin like all those girls and i just would push myself and unfortunately i had a friend who was having a similar issue and she decided to go anorexic as well. Mm. And so we said to each other, this is perfect. We'll go through it together. We'll push each other together to both 
get to the that thin that perfect weight we want which when you're anorexic there's never a perfect weight you're never small enough you're never thin enough and so we just kept getting thinner and thinner and thinner and becoming more and more sick unfortunately um but it was it, it made it easier to be anorexic because I had someone doing it with me. So when I was having a hard time, I could talk to her and say, oh my gosh, this, you know, and she'd go, oh, I know me too. And then it's kind of like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. You know, so unfortunately it drove it even deeper. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. So it, that's just kind of how the daily routine and we would exercise on top of it. We started jogging, which you don't have the energy and you have nothing to burn. So it became more and more dangerous and we were becoming more and more sick, but we just kept telling each other, it's going to be worth it. Yeah. And it was awful. It was so awful. What was it doing to your physical health? I mean, obviously it was, you know, you weren't, you weren't, you were consistent, you know, considerably tired, tired all the time, but also like your body's not getting the nutrients it needs. What, what ended up yeah. happening? So, um, I was losing a lot of hair, um, and, um, I became extremely anemic on top of it. You know, um, that happens a lot with us young ladies, especially we get very anemic, uh, around a certain time usually. Yeah. And so I became extremely anemic on top of it. Um, my skin became very gray. Mm. Um, obviously your cheeks sink in. And um, I was very, very cranky and I would get really woozy and feel like I was going to pass out, you know, um, definitely school was really hard to get through because how are you supposed to have brain function to know what two plus two is yep. when you have nothing going into your body to allow yourself to get any sort of nutrition. Um, I think at one point I started allowing myself, I would find things that were fat free mm -hmm. and I would eat like a handful of that a day. And I would, um, I would just always tell my parents that I was having dinner at a friend's house, mm -hmm. you know, so that I wouldn't have to come home and eat dinner. And they, they were like, oh, that's cool. You know, at least she's making friends, you know, yeah. so they were fine with it. <laughs> And I wasn't, I would just, I would maybe go over to a friend's house or maybe I just go and sit in my, you know, somewhere and whatever, you know, and then I'd show up later after dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Did later on down the road after, you know, things started going and you're a little bit deeper into this, did that social acceptance ever come into play? Oh yeah. I mean, um, you know, I started, uh, um, boys started having a little more interest uh you know and of course that's going to feed the fire yeah <laughs> um gotta maintain know, what i got yeah it's like oh I've, i'm on the right track because i'm getting you know and all the cute clothes start fitting you you know all the ones that you wish you could wear you know and you're watching your jean size go down and you can wear the cute little jeans and um but yeah, definitely the bullying subsided slightly. And um, I, I, 
I hate to say it, but I was feeling more confident yeah. because I had these things going in my way, in my favor. And so I felt more inclined to maybe be a little more, you know, talking more to mm -hmm. people and socializing. Um, Cause I was, I'm, I'm generally a pretty quiet, shy person. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really, you know, I was able to come out of my shell a little bit and um, what I thought was being me um, was not, but I thought it was. And I was, yeah. So definitely the social aspect of it, I was able to, and I didn't get popular by any means, <laughs> but uh <laughs> I made a few more friends and had people looking at me that wouldn't have been, you know, before. Yeah, so. I I can relate, you know, uh, from a different perspective. And you you said you felt a little bit more open and a little bit, you know, you're out of your shell mm -hmm. um, and that you were a little bit more, you know, outgoing. And I am a recovering alcoholic. And I always used to tell people, I said, uh, hey. You don't know the real me until you met the drunk me because that's really you know i identified with that and i could be yes. like this is the person you want to get to know not yes. me you get, right. I, i'm boring as shit sorry no, I am, all right cool uh i'm boring as shit but you meet drunk me dude we're gonna have so much fun you put a little bit just a smidgen amount of alcohol in my system and i'm going out you know we're gonna have a blast we're gonna have a good time and I was a little bit more out of my shell. And uh, it wasn't until I got into recovery that I realized, like, that wasn't who I am. That was a subsection of who I thought I was, my identity, but who I, I relate with now. Um, I got to have so much more fun than Drunk Sean, because Drunk Sean was an ass. <laughs> Sober Sean is pretty, pretty awesome. Sometimes I have the tendency to be an asshole, but I don't have a substance in my system to blame. So, yeah. Uh, but anyways, not about me. Um, no, but that's great. I mean, yeah. you can relate. You can. Yeah. You're yeah. a different person. You think yeah. it's the cool one, but it's not. You get it. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I get so it. At, at, at what point did you start to realize, like, this This ain't healthy for me and I need to get some, some help? Um, it actually wasn't me it was um it was a friend of mine and um they could really see they figured it out what was going on they could see that there was an issue and um so uh they took me to a Mexican restaurant and I wouldn't go out to eat with friends because it was like, no, no, no. Cause then I would have to eat. Right. Yeah. So they took me to a Mexican restaurant. I knew that restaurant. I knew their food was good. Mm -hmm. And they sat me down and they said, I'm ordering for you. And I said, Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm not hungry. I don't need anything. And they said, no, I'm ordering for you. And they ordered the biggest burrito I've ever seen in my life <laughs> and they said you're eating that whole thing and I said oh no seriously I'm, I'm really hungry and they said we're not leaving here until you've eaten 
that whole thing. Now, mind you, I hadn't probably eaten more than a handful of anything in, I hate to say, yeah. maybe two years. It would be a shock to your system. And I took one bite of that burrito and it was so good. <laughs> And my body, so I didn't end up eating the whole thing because I was like, seriously, I'm so full. I can't eat anymore. I think I, the third half of it, maybe. And, but my body felt so good because I, that restaurant, oh my God, they're amazing. <laughs> their, their food's so good, but it's healthy. It's really good. Yeah. It's healthy. It's really great quality Mexican food, the best. And, um, um, my body just, I felt all of a sudden I had all this energy. I felt amazing. I felt like I could have run 50 miles and I didn't throw it up. Thank God. <laughs> but it was, um, it, and amazingly enough, that's what actually turned the tables of how good I hadn't felt that good in so long that I went, okay. So what I did and what that friend did was they took me out to that restaurant every day for like two months of getting me there because we knew the owners of the restaurant so we didn't have to pay anything <laughs> well, that was a bonus but you know i was able to slowly you know and i just ate well i didn't eat anything too crappy you know but i started to just eat slowly so luckily my recovery was um a lot easier than I think many people's is, but I was just, I just felt so good yeah. <laughs> and I hadn't felt that good and I wanted to feel good. And so it became more of, I kept exercising, but I started eating slowly. Yeah. Um, and I started eating dinner at my parents' house again and I just made sure, you know, to eat what I wanted and leave the rest, you know, but I was still, I was making sure I was just protein, vegetables, you know, kind of getting the basics and skipping out on like bread and certain things that I felt I wasn't ready for to yeah. put in my system. So, but it, it, but it's still, even today, you know, I've cut things out of my my diet because I don't think my body does really well with them I have slight allergies yeah. but um <laughs> just I'd been really strict with myself for a really long time I have to be really careful but I did get really strict with myself for the last six years recently yeah. um and I finally went you know what I miss crackers and chips and stuff but so I started eating rice cakes for me, that's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> but, and like I said, I'm not anorexic anymore. I still, you know, my parents know that I have, I was, and I have friends that check up on me. They see that I'm a little thinner now and they mm -hmm. kind of go, are you eating? And I go, no, I promise I am. My daughter will say, she eats more than I do. <laughs> Trust me, she's eating. <laughs> Cause I am, I promise. But, um, still very strict with myself and I have to be careful, but there's a lot of triggers. So I have to really watch myself with those two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I started on a diet 
when I moved back home. Mm. Un- unwillingly, mind you. <laughs> okay. Um, I, so I moved in with my dad. I used to live in Alaska and I, some things mm. happened and I moved back home. Mm. And I came to dad's house and the first weekend he's like, hey, we're starting a diet. And I was like, what? Oh. He's like, yeah, we're going keto. And I was like, what? Oh. I was like, dude, I don't know what that is. And then I found out really quick what it was. And I was not happy. Uh-huh. Because he wouldn't buy anything else for the house except for that. Yes. And so, you know, I started to realize, like, that isn't necessarily a healthy route for everybody. Right? You know, no. dieting for, for, you know, an anorexic is not really that great either. No, no. No, because you're, you're cutting those essential nutrients out of your body that, that your body needs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, and they love to say, you know, don't eat any carbs, don't eat any. Um, uh, I know my husband's dad was going through, he decided to do a diet and I was eating yogurt with raisins and he's like, oh, you shouldn't be eating raisins. There's a lot of sugar in there. That's, that'll make you fat. And I'm going, you know, <laughs> it's not something they taste really good. I think they're good for me. I'm going to eat some raisins. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. well, I need that sugar. I need that to get energy. It's a different kind of sugar. This isn't a candy bar, you know, type yeah. of a thing. Well, see, a lot, what a lot of people don't realize is that, is that, um, is that if you eat sugar, you eat carbs, um, it helps give you energy so that when you do go do those daily functions, it, yeah. it provides that energy for you and it's it's okay to have that as long as you're as long as you're eating it in in portions and not overdoing it so people, exactly people that are shoving loaves of bread down their mouth that's not good no and hey sometimes i wish i could do that yeah, right <laughs> i do i do uh but i don't i you know there's things i miss for sure. But you know, for me, I eat a lot of rice and it's a carb and people tell me all the time. It's like, well, that is a carb. And I go, I know it's a carb, but my body loves it. And I love to put all the things It's like, who, do, who, who I can't have a curry without rice. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like I want that rice with my curry, you know, yeah. or if I'm having, you know, I'm making my Mexican meal, you know, that I love so much. I love beans and rice. It's like, I'm going to have my rice. I'm sorry. The beans are going with my rice. Right. Absolutely. And I'm that, not going to. It should. And it should. You know, it's it's supplementing and it's giving your body the proper nutrients that it needs mm. to survive. Um, so what what are you doing now uh, for yourself to keep yourself afloat? Um, because we talked about how it's, how it's, you know, a mental thing, yeah. uh, kind of a, a mountain really to get over. How, what are you doing for yourself to, to, um, to make sure that you're in the right mind frame? Right. Um, the biggest one that I have advice for, if you are recovering from an eating disorder that I cannot under any circumstance, I can't weigh myself at all because even today, if I get on a scale and I see my weight, um, my mind immediately wants to be less. And that's, 
So even when I go to the doctor's office and they weigh me, I look away. I cannot look at that scale under any circumstance. That's for me is the biggest trigger of all is weighing myself. So I don't weigh myself (laughs) um, ever. Um, The other one I think that really drives me is, is my daughter is watching her go through it and going, okay, so if I start, she's going to see, and she is going to want to do the same. And so I can't, you know, and even if you don't have a kid, it's, it's a little sister, it's a brother, it's a niece, it there's gonna be someone who's gonna see and may get that idea. And so my daughter's a big one that definitely drives me to never go back. Um, And I think just every time at this point that I make a meal, I'm the cook in the house. (laughs) So um, when I make a meal, you know, I, and I taste it and it tastes so good. I try to push that into my head of going, do you, taste how good this is do you see how good you feel when you just add that one spoonful of whatever it is you need that you have to have that in your body I've worked in kitchens I've been a baker and a chef um I'm retired now from that from that but I did it for a long time and um that kind of drove me too I have a love for cooking surprisingly after all this i have a love for cooking i'm obsessed and i love food now am i gonna eat everything that i had to bake no because i saw what went into it and i don't want that in my body but i did it and i saw how it made people feel and i love that you know i love what food actually does for people and bringing people together and I think that drives me as well is reminding myself how food is so important uh and it's like there are people that are starving other places that wish they could have this food that and it's like why would I want to deny myself when I have the ability to have it and there are people that can't have it absolutely And I wish I could do more. Like if I had all the funds in the world, I would be flying to other countries and just giving just boxes of food to people. I mean, this is, this is such an important thing to have in your life. And I, and that's, once again, that's what today in today of being a recovering anorexic person that I'm doing to remind myself to keep eating. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you hit on something and, and I think it's very profound. Um, you mentioned how there's, you know, whether it's your daughter or whether it's, you know, a friend or a family member, Mm. someone, you know, may be suffering from the same thing that you went through Yes, and being able to reach them on that level and, and, and talk to them. Mm. That reminded me when you said that, um, being in recovery, you know, uh, and I came home and I've, I'm more close to my family now, like my, sure. my, my real family. Mm-hmm. I found out some people in my family were addicts. Mm. 
and and they seen the progress that I made and it changed them to want to get healthy. Exactly. Now, and I was like, holy shit. And so, yeah, definitely you're, you're 100% correct. You know, you influence the people around you. You can positively influence or negatively influence those yes. people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's incredible. You don't know. Once again, you don't know who's watching. Mm -mm. You don't know who's listening. You know, you don't know. And in a positive or a negative, you know, I mean, I, I, I thought about for years, I was like, I should be going around to these high schools and middle schools and telling them, listen, your videos are what actually made me do this. And maybe you should have someone who actually went through it in person, be here to talk about it. You yeah. know, it's, I mean, I don't know how, I mean, that video thinking about it was gruesome. Like, how would I, if I watched that now, I would never even consider doing what I did. But at that time, for some really ridiculous reason, I thought it was a good idea. Yeah. And I just, I, I wish that I could help more. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't talk about it a lot. And, you know, I know that it, my daughter knows people that are, and I wish that I could talk to them, but I'm not a therapist, you know, yeah. Yeah. they're not going to come. Why would they come to me? Because you have lived experience. That's, That's true. But, you know, people want therapists. I'm not a therapist. I, I probably should have been. <laughs> From my personal opinion and from my, you know, from a lot of people that I know, um, they would much rather trust people with personal experience or lived experience oh, than, yeah. than somebody who read it out of a book. I agree. No, I agree. Absolutely. I went to therapists as a child and I got nothing out of it. Um, talking to other adopted people and other anorexic people later definitely made way more sense of having them go oh yeah no me too yeah. instead of someone going well how does that make you feel oh i hate i hate that that phrase what does that, that mean why would i be here if it, if it made me feel good right. i wouldn't be so how yeah. does it make me feel it makes me feel like crap so right i i've answered that question and be like well it made me it's it's making me angry that you're asking that question there you go yeah. That's exactly right. I was so, okay until you asked that question. It was. I was doing great because <laughs> I'm here. And now I don't know why I'm here. Right. Right. So before we before we jump off here and before we go, um, what advice would you give to somebody that is um, struggling with anorexia or uh, is, is in their early phases of recovery for anorexia? Um. I would definitely say reach out. Um, even if it's not someone who was anorexic, you need to talk to people. You know, it's so important to ask for help. People don't ask for help. Male, female, it doesn't matter. You need to, there's going to be someone in your life, someone that you can talk to. Um, you don't have to go to a therapist. <laughs> you can go just anybody freaking tell your dog for heaven's sake just tell somebody 
they're gonna listen you know um I don't know it, it's 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 just please reach out um to to anybody there's groups there are groups and um and remember that food is there's a there's healthy ways of eating and you can come back from it. It's, and it's really important too. It's so important to life can suck sometimes, but it, you know what? It can, it can be great. So. Absolutely. And you're beautiful the way you are. <laughs> Thank you. You too. <laughs> I love myself. There you go. Me too. Great. I, I used to hate myself, but anyways, uh, Zoe, I want to take a moment and say thank you for sharing your story. No, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for bring, being brave and talking about it. It's, it's not easy. No, it's not. <laughs> thank but you very I, much. I do appreciate you. And you. Uh, and I'm always here if you need to talk. Great. Thank you so much. Same here. Same here. Thank you. thank you. Thank you. And everybody, I want to take a moment and say thank you for hanging out with us and, and uh, hearing Zoe's story. It's very inspirational. And until next time, hope you have a good day. Much love. Be good. <laughs>